guys, welcome back to a very, very special side piece show. I mean, they all are special for sure, but today I'm super excited. So I don't know if I ever told you like the backstory on how side piece even started. I met with a production company out in New York. They work very close with Bravo. I said, I am a Bravo psycho. I know every show. I freaking love it. And they're like, maybe there's something that we can do in the Bravo space. Have you ever done a podcast? And I was like, um, nope, never nor have I ever even freaking listened to a podcast before. So they said, well, would you be game to do a podcast? And of course, me saying yes to literally everything. I'm like, hell to the yeah. So that's how it started. And then they're like, okay, well, we have to come up with a name. And for me, you guys, a name is everything. Like, I just think names for whatever it is, your freaking kids, your business, whatever, a product, it's so crucial and so important and I'm just a big name person like my baked goods business before all of this that I had was called Naked Feast Naked because anything that has to do with being naked is the best even though it doesn't mean like naked take off your clothes it means like naked stripped of the bad feast last name feaster feast naked feast you get it and then of course stripped my business now, uh, being a nutritionist, um, again, I always have to like, you know, have a little risque names, um, uh, and fun stuff. So I came up with the name side piece and I just thought that was super cool. And like, there was, had to be some kind of way it's freaking Bravo people. There has to be some kind of way to tie it into Bravo. So I was like, side piece, what about if it's the best side pieces of Bravo. So like everybody always is giving the love and to, to the main people, like the main housewives, the main casts. But what about the Frank Catania's, the Mike Hills, you know, the Seth Martin, the husbands, the best friends, you know, what about all those people that compliment and are the best sides to our favorite Bravo Lebs. Why don't we do a show based around them? And you guys, that's literally how Side Piece started. I was going to interview the best of the best sides. Well, now I'm a year later. Thank you. I'm so grateful and thankful for this. And I will literally get emails like as I'm reaching out to people, I'll get messages back like, mm, I would like to come on your show, but I'm not really a side. I mean, I'm like the main event. And as I've been, you know, luckily again, getting awesome guests and main, like the main staples of the shows, the main housewives like Alexia and Ebony and, you know, Captain Lee and all these people, I'm like, okay, we need to take it outside of the meaning of this is just for sides. And then you add on the fact that I want to do more with this podcast than Bravo. 
like it's time to fly my little wings, bust out of the Bravo bubble, and make it bigger than Bravo. And I always kind of related to Andy Cohen. Like, he started Watch What Happens Live interviewing nothing but Bravo people. And now he's interviewing freaking Mariah Carey and Lady Gaga. So I want to do more. I want to do bigger with side piece. And I want to get out of just the Bravo space. Of course, always have Bravo people on. But when I have Brian Austin Green, who is like, holy shit, I watched you for decades of my life. And now you're on my freaking podcast. I can't believe it. And he's so excited, but he was like, you know, I, at first I was looking at your page and I saw it was all Bravo and I was like, how the hell do I fit into this, this world? And I was like, cause you're fabulous and I love you and you're hot and it's freaking 90210 and period the end. But again, having main people on that don't want to be called a quote side piece and two, getting out of just Bravo, I want to do other TV shows and, you know, other cool things outside of Bravo. So, literally, as we speak, I'm re, I guess, branding it. I love Side Piece. I am completely married to the name. I'm so in love with the name. I don't want to give it up. So, instead of Side Piece, meaning, you know, the best side pieces of Bravo or a show, it's going to be like the side piece of my to my life. So I'm a mom of two kids under four. I'm a nutritionist. I have this podcast. You know, life is madness. I need an escape. I need a side piece. Something to get away from all the madness, from all the craziness of life. So now... I'm telling you guys, this is what side piece is turning into. And again, all because of you guys listening and supporting and helping me to grow side piece. Like we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now, a year later starting it, if it weren't for you guys and all the love and all the support. So the fact that now I can make side piece bigger and do more and I'm like having to kind of rephrase what it is, I'm just, I'm completely blown away. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful and I'm so excited for all the cool people that's in store to be on side piece outside of Bravo. Of course, still sticking with Bravo, the main, my, you know, my main Bravo peeps, but like a Brian Austin Green, branching out and getting other freaking awesome guests from awesome networks and shows on side piece. So I hope you now love it even more because I know you guys all have crazy lives. So now this is legit, you know, your side piece, your own side piece. It's your own escape from the madness, from the craziness of your life, whether you're mom, a dad, jobs, relationships, family, this is your way, as it always has been, but now it's really your way to get away, to escape, and have a side piece for yourself. So I'm so excited to share this with you. I'm just, I'm so pumped. I, I Every day, I can't believe, like, when I book a new guest or, you know, we're thinking of, like, how to make side piece bigger and do more with it. And, you know, I get to go on freaking Daily Mail for what side piece has become. And 
I just, I'm so, again, I say it at nauseum, I know, but I'm just so thankful to all of you guys. You guys, your love, support have made it what it is. And now, side piece is something new, fresh, and even tastier. So I love you guys. And holy crap, my guest today, I actually talked with her a few weeks ago, but because of production and them filming reunions and the madness going on with the show, I needed it to hold off. But now, you guys, I am dropping the big bomb of my guest today, the newest, hottest, blondest chief stew that we have had since Kate left on Below Deck, the one that we love and that we had just got done seeing. I'm so excited that I actually get to have her on my show. Yes, it is our new favorite Chief Stew, Heather Chase. Dude, how are you? Like, what in the actual hell? How are you? Holy shit. I know it's crazy. And I think the craziest thing is like from the moment you film to the moment, I would say that the lot, the reunion airs, you're just kind of on this never ending roller coaster ride, right? It's like your nervous system is always getting so excited. You've got a new episode every week. You're doing watch what happens live. You're just on this crazy high. And then out of nowhere, it just stops. You know, so I would say the the whole last year has just been a crazy roller coaster ride. It really has. But, um, you know, filled with some of the greatest moments and some of the worst moments of my life. But I mean, you got to have polarity, right? Right. Polarity. I mean, I can't. Okay, let's back up. Okay, well, first of all, I have to. So I was like, because I one of the chicks name, the one that left early, I couldn't remember, right? Yes. Yes. I'm Googling names. I see, did you freaking see this latest thing with Raina popping off on this, on this reality? It came up. Like I just saw it fresh off of like. With another you, reality show? No, like she, she went, oh no, it was on her Twitter or her Instagram. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. saw, I just saw it. And I was like, yeah. oh my, I literally just sat down and I was like, what's her name again? The other, the other still. Yeah. With Jess? No, I didn't see any of that. No, no, sorry. With but Raina and all her like everything she said, like Eddie should go to hell. The oh, show yeah. should be canceled. Oh yeah. Did you see that? Oh yeah. You know, I think reality TV makes different people do different things, and um, I think when people feel their character being attacked, they do this game of like, I need to try to save face in any way I possibly can, right? Um, one of the toughest things for me throughout the season is, you know, obviously I want my side of things to be told and everyone wants to defend themselves because the one thing we have and what my grandfather always raised me is, is you have to be a woman of your word. And, you know, when you start to feel that your character and your integrity are being questioned and like who you are as a person, all you want to do is pick up the pieces and go, wait, 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 hold on people. Like, and I've recognized that some cast members through the hardships of the season have been like, wait, 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 
well, I tried to do this and this, or this person tried to do this and they almost try to save face in the wrong ways, right? It's like, who are you really trying to save face to, to anyway, right? Right, it, right. To a couple of what I like to call couch warriors, people who sit behind their phone and just like slander your every move. So, I mean- it's tough to sit back and watch. Like, I wish that some people would just like let the wave ride itself out. Like there's no point to say anything that is really like, Why? is really gonna help the situation and any person's defense. It's, it's been, I think hard for every single cast member, hard for production, hard for Bravo. Like it's just an area where like, you just, you're frozen, right? You're in a minefield. Like, do you step left? Do you step right? I mean. Like, I, I'm sorry, like literally I just, so like, it's just like hot off the press for me. What it is, what like hurts talking about all the Eddie stuff, like saying. Dude, are you kidding me? She was like, take away the show. Like all, like these Karens don't, she said these Karens don't deserve shit. MF's proud of being racist. Oh yeah. Eddie should go to hell. I just, I literally, it's on this like reality blurb thing. Yeah. And it started because she was like saying like, I'm super disappointed with Eddie and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And I guess like, again, I'm like from a viewer standpoint and like, I yeah. didn't see it. Like you, you, you know how it is. You are, cause yeah. you're leading a team. So right. you know, of all people, when you're leading a team, you have to look at everyone's perspective, right? Like even if you don't agree, you're like, what's right. your perspective? I need to try to see it. Right. I guess I don't see where all this, I mean, there's a lot of things that are insane. Like she's like, I hate the show. It should be canceled. If it weren't for Andy Cohen, like production sucks, but like, where's all this towards Eddie? I guess I don't. It's just a lot of pain. I think it's anger and trying to find someone to really kind of take it out on. I I, I definitely feel like she didn't have the season she expected to have. So, you know, it's difficult. Where and why now? I think, I don't want to say she's doing it to stay relevant, but she's just going to like say what she needs to say so she can sleep better at night. And that, you know, none of this should have ever happened and none of this should have gone down the way it did. So she's going to take down anything and everything that she felt like got in her way of that, right? So it's, it's just tough. It's, it's so tough. I can't like you guys. I mean, here's the thing. Obviously we've seen ever, I've seen every freaking glow deck, every episode. Normally it's like the hookups, right. Or like the big thing. I mean, you guys had so much shit, the hookups the you know, the controversy, like I just, I guess another thing too, I don't see how, when there was like a beef between you and her, mm -hmm. why now everybody else, like she is on the attack with Wes. Mm -hmm. Eddie has to quote, go to hell. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Have you, how are you guys? Is she like on the, nothing in there actually even was to you except for like everybody on the boat's a racist. Right. But like, it wasn't uh, really directed I, towards you. I haven't spoken to her since filming um, other than the reunion as well. That was the first time I chatted with her. But I'd reached out to her a couple times on Instagram messaging, like right before the show aired, I reached out to her and I'd said, hey, you know, congratulations with the trailer being released. I hope you get a chance to enjoy some of the fun that has to come with this. But if you ever want to talk about anything, I'm here, like never be afraid to reach out. 
And yeah, never heard from her then. Uh, when we got the preview of episode nine, I had reached out to her and I asked her if she wanted to talk. Didn't hear from her then. I didn't, I never expected Raina to forgive me. I just wish she would have told me how she truly felt because if she would have, then I would have been able to kind of like act accordingly and not keep like pressuring her. But I was under the, you know, thought that, you know, we had a ground zero. She was like, I just want to get to know you. I want to have fun. So here I was just being who I am around her. And if I would have known it was still bothering her, I would have pulled back really far, right? On, you know, hey, how's it going? And I'm in no sense like proud of any of those moments. I didn't know what depression was and anxiety until I just sat back waiting to see how the world was going to crucify me for this mistake. And, you know, I just apologized to her again and said, I can't imagine how you feel. And, you know, at the end of the day, once we finished filming the reunion, she reached out to me and said, thank you so much. That was really nice to hear. You know, it's no one needs to forgive, but it's the fact that like, I think her seeing that I haven't even forgiven myself and there's pain on both sides. It's not like I'm just living happy with my life. You know, there's a lot of Instagram trolls who are like, how are you still out here posting bikini pictures of yourself? How are you? And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to sit in my room for the rest of these days? I live with the pain, but I also have to learn to live with delight too. I'm not going to let this drown me out. Right. No, you know, it's, I haven't spoken to her much other than that, but I think, um, you know, it's just hard. Reality TV hits each person differently. And I think some people want to make a change in the ways they can. And, you know, who knows what their agendas are, if it's trying to take down Bravo and their number one TV show right now, best of luck. Cause there's no way that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is Bravo. Take this down. Bravo. You effed me production 51 minds you effed me you guys made me look bad like literally everybody and then I think like the one directly was Eddie like Mm -hmm. everyone's a racist and Eddie's going to hell and again I just like again for me I'm looking as like did it seem maybe see you guys obviously saw different things to me it was like like you I'm trying to apologize I'm trying to apologize I'm trying to apologize how many times do I have to apologize? Right. I'm trying to get there. And it seems like it was just like, okay. And then she goes and talks to Wes and it's like, fuck this. Right. And then like, it's like, how many times can I keep apologizing? Right. Right. I kind of feel like with Eddie too, do you talk to Eddie? Have you talked to Eddie? Eddie's an incredible human being. Like I think each person at their core Eddie is incredible. Eddie's a great guy. He really is. I think he was put in a really sticky position. I'd never known any of that had gone down until the reunion when we all watched it. And I just know that this has hit him really hard too. Yeah. He's been with this show for 10 years now. I don't really know. I just know it's tough. It's tough on every single cast member, you know, no one. It's really hard. I don't really even know what to say to that one. He's a great guy, but I know he is just struggling inside. I don't know what he was thinking when he was saying all those things, it it's, it's difficult. It's really difficult. You know what I read too, which I felt bad because again, seeing like from day one, like Eddie's an OG, Captain Lee. Right. And obviously everybody knows that they've been through it all together. Like right. Eddie always said, one of the main reasons I came back is because Lee was like, yo, I need you back. I need you in my corner. And then I read somewhere where 
it was kind of like Captain Lee threw Eddie under the bus a little bit and was like, I didn't know any of this went on. Like, Eddie, you should have handled it. Yeah. So like rewatching it then, it was news to me. And then I feel like it, it came out like Eddie was like, that's my boy, man. That's like my dude. And I feel like now, not only am I getting crushed by Raina on like this attack, but now I feel like my guy, right. up to my mentor, a guy who I've been in a decade with. Now he just throws me under the bus. Like he had no idea what's going on. Right. So, well, I mean, I thought Eddie was my mentor and there he went out slamming that I should have been fired the same week that entire episode aired. And I was like, Eddie, like what? You never said that to me, you know? And I've, I always, we had a very close relationship, like Eddie, Rachel, Captain Lee, and myself, the four of us heads of department, we would all kind of like come together in those preference sheets meetings. And we would like, it really felt like a tight knit team. And it was like, Hey, how can I help out you? How can you help out me? This is what I need advice on. And I think everyone was misled with the way that this was, I don't even know. I don't even know. It's been, wait, you said nine months, nine months ago, you guys started filming this? 12 months ago, almost 12 months ago, almost a year. Oh, I had no idea that it was that long. Are you serious? Okay. Okay. So let me back it. I literally, like, I was like sitting down and I read this and I was like, holy shit. Like you popped, I was on my phone and you came on. I'm like, what? Okay, so back it up though, because I'm always yeah. so curious. You know, this is your first season. How mm-hmm. did you even get hooked up with the show? You know, funny enough, I think it was like four years ago. I'd just gotten off of a boat in Italy and I was on it. I think it was one of the Facebook Yachty groups and someone had posted like need stewardesses and captains and chef. Like they were casting all positions for a popular TV show. They didn't say which one, but they needed yacht crew. And I was like, you know, this is back when I was still a second stew. And I remember being like, this could be fun, you know? So I'd sent out my resume and they'd immediately gotten back to me and were like, we'd love to do a video call with you. So God, what was that? That was like 2018, actually. Holy crap. So long ago. And I did this interview and I was like setting up for my interview and I was like, hi, can you see me? And they're like, no, we need an actual laptop, not a phone. So I was like, hold on, let me go get my boyfriend's laptop. And they were like, okay. So when I got on the second call, they were like, so we don't really hire people who are a couple. So, but we've never hired a couple before. So is your boyfriend in yachting? And I was like, yeah, he's a first officer. So they were like, okay, why don't you two do the interview together? So I did this interview with Keegan, my ex-boyfriend back in the day. And they were like, cute, love it. And then like, I never heard from them. And they were like, yeah, we don't just like not the right time. And then every year after that, they would follow up with me. They were like, hi, what are you doing? And I was like working, just became a chief student. I was like, nope, not doing this. You know, I kind of like ignored them. Wait, did you know it was below deck though? Yeah, I did. It was for below deck. Okay. And she reached out to me for like a second stew position. And I was a chief student at the moment. And I was like, "Mm, absolutely not, not in any interest to me. Um, and she called me for below deck med after Hannah had left and I did the interviews And I almost got to the final round, you know, I did the final round. I was with all the producers and this like final casting thing. And I really thought that I'd gotten the chief stew position. And then they called me and were like, oh, 
we're just going to have you as the backup girl. So if anything goes wrong and I was like, I am nobody's backup. I am nobody's <laughs> backup. I'm not a second Sue. I'm not a backup. Call me when you've got a chief Sue position available for me. And I was actually like pretty upset. And I was like, you know what? At that point I was over it. I was like, I don't really need below deck anyway. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And they called me like a month later and they were like, hold up, but we need a chief stew for Lee's season. And I was like, aha, here's my voicemail. I'm not answering you guys. I'm done with this. I was so over it. I really was. And they were like, please just take the interview. So I like took the interview and this time I really didn't care. I had my cocktail with me. I was just my realist self. And they called me a day later and they were like, it's yours. You're the chief stew. And I was like, get out. Are you joking me? And they're like, no, like, can you, so we're going to send you the contract. Do you want the position? And I was like, now you guys choose this. Like, all right, sure. Why not? And it was just very whimsical from that moment on. So, I mean, I'd kind of been in touch with them a few years prior and they were like always hounding my phone, but I was like, nope, not taking seconds to, nope, don't want it unless it's chief. And it was just so crazy. Was huh? this Bravo or 50, the production company? Um, I actually, or both. The casting company works with oh Bravo, the casting company. not fifty one. I think they're their own company. Right, got it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so years later, mm -hmm. so you obviously had seen the show. I mean, it's been I around have. for a decade. I had We're, so, but no. Oh wait, Rachel, had you watched the previous season with Rachel and Eddie and Lee? I had seen a bit of it. Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're walking under the boat and you had seen on TV, Rachel, Eddie, and Lee, but not these yeah. newbies. So what are you right. thinking? Like, okay, I'm doing this and I'm doing it with these people that I've seen. First of but all, I, no, no, they, you don't know who the casts are until the day you get to the boat. So they didn't tell me who the chef was. I had no idea if it was going to be Eddie. All I could know was like what had happened previously, but they're not like, before I get there, they're not like, here's your stews. Here's your chef. They like make it. So you walk in that door and you're like, hi, how's it going? No, you know, so I had no idea who I was working with. Except for Lee. Except for Lee, which the minute I walk in the bridge and saw Captain Sean, I was like, hi, are you the first officer? And he was like, uh, no, I'm the captain. And I like lost all feeling in my body. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what did I just sign up for? I thought I was going to have Lee. And I remember like panicking at that moment in my mind. I was like. Because you wanted to have Lee as your he's captain. He's a very fatherly figure. Right. You know? And I'm very particular with the yachts I work on. I don't just like choose willy nilly what boats I'm on. It, team dynamic is everything to me. I only work with dream teams. And that means people who know how to do their job. And like, we all come together. We all understand work hard, play hard. We understand that terrible humor is the way we get through work. And it's like, scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. And like, it makes the long hours worth it. So having Lee as a mentor was like everything to me. I was like, okay, no matter who I have, like, as long as it's Lee. So when I walked in and saw that it wasn't him, I was like, what, what have I done? Take it all back. Can I go back to my hotel room? Cut the footage. I don't want to do this anymore. You know? So, so you're like, oh, oh my God, God, that seems like so long ago. I completely yeah. forgot that Lee didn't even start the season. Yeah. And then I went downstairs to the uniform bags and I saw that one of them said Lee. So when I went downstairs and I met Eddie for the first time, I was like, hey, 
hi, nice to meet you. Where's Lee? I was like, I see the uniform bag says Lee, but there's this guy like, please fill me in here before I start to have a mental breakdown. And he was like, no, Lee will be here at some point. We just don't know when yet. And I was like, all right, let's okay. move on. <laughs> Do you think you would have been like, I'm not doing this? Had like you, Eddie been like Lee's out? for good, would you have been like, I'm out. I can't do this shit. I mean, I never give up when I commit to something. I commit all the way, but man, those first 48 hours with Captain Sean was something else. Okay. So because it's a very tough season because mentally it wasn't so tough because mentally you're like, Lee, wait, who are right. you? Or right. just because of how he was as a captain, like who Captain Sean was. I think having the expectation of it being Lee and it not being, because it's one thing to do yachting and it's another thing to do yachting with TV and like camera crew all around. So like having a captain in there who doesn't understand that wheel is actually terrifying because like he's still trying to figure out his grounds on like, you know, who he is and how he's like, when you throw a TV show into it, people get all kinds of like personality crazy am I doing? Who am I? I have the right. chance to be what I want kind of shit. Right. So it was like the thought of having someone who's like new to the whole thing in a grander scale to me was terrifying. And the fact that you, not only is he new, but now he's also running the boat. So you're Correct. like, it's double. Correct. So then you see Eddie, were you like, Oh, it's Eddie. We yeah, I was, I was like, that was a cool sigh of relief. It was like, great. Someone who knows this boat, someone who's like, you know, easy. He knows what he's going to expect for the rest of the season. And then, okay. So then who, so then we have the rest of their crew comes on Rachel, who's been on before. And then we have all the newbies too. Was there anyone right away that you were like, I love you. Like, this is awesome. Absolutely. It was definitely Fraser from the minute I saw him. I just like knew I was going to be able to trust him and his work ethic. Uh, when I saw Jake and his like little cheekiness, I knew straight from the heart that that kid was going to be trouble, but like the purest intentions in all the best ways. Um, yeah, I kind of knew right off the bat that Je Jess was going to be a little wishy-washy just by her like body language and persona. It was like, you're not so sure about this. Right, you? right, right. Like the lack of energy and just, yeah, yeah like you said, First not time the first time I saw Raina, the first thing she said to me was like, oh my God, you are so beautiful. And like my jaw dropped and I was like, you are. And we hugged and I told her all her stuff was in, you know, downstairs in the galley. So like, I truly had like a really kind of a great first impression of everyone. And I was like, what could possibly go wrong? This is perfect, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, and here we go. And then- <laughs> So you guys, you guys actually had a good first like start, right? Yeah, it really was. And that first crew dinner was so interesting and it, you know, everyone kind of like hit it off right away. And we just kept going with the charters. I mean, everything happens so fast. It yeah. really, there's like no time to sit and conjure up anything. Like it is the fastest thing that ever happened. You you stop filming and it's like whiplash of a roller coaster. And then, you know, like I just said, the trailer gets released and you're like back up the hill of this roller coaster and you're just constantly on this madness. You can't really tell what's going on, but you're like, do I at least look pretty for it all? Yeah, but like, at least is that my good side? Right, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so then Lee comes back. Mm -hmm. 
So was he what you thought? Was it different? Like, how was that whole thing just with Lee? I really appreciated his style of leadership where he like trusts that you were here to do a job and he never questioned me what I was doing. I felt really comfortable. Like when things started going south with Jess, he's like, how's it going kiddo? And I'm like, things are great, but I'm just trying to find ways to like inspire some of my crew members to be a little more excited. You know, it's obviously it's tough, especially when you have personal problems. And I told him, you know, I think she has some stuff going on back home. And Lee had said, will you tell her if she needs to make a phone call to her family, she's more than welcome to take it in my room because his room was the only one that doesn't have a camera in it and isn't wired. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it was like that in a, That's cool. in a nutshell showed him as the true teddy bear that he was, you know, it was like, this is a lot for some people. So if she needs to make a phone call that she's not comfortable and feels like she can't go anywhere, like come to us. So we really did try to create this little safe haven for whatever it was she was going through. But like, you have to know what you're signing up for. You have to know that it's going to be crazy. But, you know, speaking on behalf of Lee, like from that moment, I just like, I trusted him with everything. I would come to him with all my issues that happened on the boat. Unfortunately, I never went to him with things that had happened off the boat when we weren't on charter. But, you know, with that being said, when we were on the boat and there were things going on, I felt totally comfortable and he really did trust me and he kind of loved my weird quirkiness of like all the random parties I wanted to throw. And he was kind of, would just sit there and chuckle. And he was like, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen people do this. Cause like, that's what yachting is really about. You always pull fast ones on guests. You don't want to give them like all the things they wrote on their paper. It's fun if you surprise them with a charades game or you, right. you know, those are the memories that actually stick with them. So I did kind of love the captain Lee, just like, let me do my thing. And yeah. like when I came to him for advice, he would give it to me as real and raw as it truly was. So I look forward to and hope to be able to work with him a lot more in the future. And I just like loved his style. And that is like where the dream team comes together. So do you think, okay, so then you're going back, the season starts airing, right? Mm -hmm. So were you still talking with him? Has he said stuff? How was it with like the reunion seeing him? Like what was, because like I said, I read somewhere where Eddie felt that he didn't have his back. So you had a great relationship with Lee, then how did you feel as the season's airing and as you guys are seeing each other again? You know, and I think that coincides with exactly what I just said. Captain Lee is a lot of like a fatherly figure to whereas if you fuck up, you know, I'm not going to write you off for the rest of your life. Like I'm here to help you grow as a person. Um, I met up with Captain Lee, Marianne and Kate and went to dinner with them oh, probably like October, November of last year, like right when the season started to air. And it was the first time I'd seen him or spoken to him since filming. And it was so great to catch up and be able to talk without mics on and no cameras. It was like, hi, nice to really meet you now, right? We can say whatever we feel. And, you know, he has been a great lighthouse for how to navigate social media and you know the weight of what it really is to kind of be crucified by the world and he was just like you know you have your head on your shoulders kiddo you got this you're gonna be fine like you know exactly what to do and just very like 
a fatherly figure. Yeah, I've spoken to him a numerous amounts of times since the show has aired. And I always call him when I'm like on the brink of like a breakdown of like, oh my God, what could I possibly do that could help this? Or, you know, and he's like, take your fingers off of Twitter. Like, do not go and be irrational. Go Reina. Yeah, he's very like grounding. And he's, I think he's that resource for anyone who would reach out. He really is. I'm, I'm confident to say that if any other crew member were to have the guts, you know, a lot of people are terrified of him. When you hear those cowboy boots stomping down the hall, it terrifies us all, right? So I can recognize where a lot of people don't really want to reach out, but I made myself there. I was like, hey, Kevin Lee, do you want to go to dinner? Like I threw myself out there because I think once we wrapped filming, I was reaching for anything I could get my hands on. Like I was trying to rationalize the experience I just went through that I was like, who can I talk to that understands what just happened and can help calm me and my nerves of like what's about to happen, right? So it's one thing to talk to your family and they're like, oh, they can give you their opinions, but it's another thing for someone who actually knows what it's like around 40 people running around you all day with cameras, so I'm very grateful to have him and Rachel and Eddie throughout post filming to just kind of like bounce off of how they handled it their first seasons. So who do you still, do you still talk to? Like, where are you with everybody? It's been so freaking long. Honestly, I've spoken to everyone. No, it, just those messages with Raina, but I mean, I've FaceTimed with Wes. I do talk to Eddie quite often back when things were first airing. We've touched base a bit um, in the new year, but not as much. Same with Rachel. You know, we all touch base. It's great to touch base because like I just said, we all had this experience and it's like, who can we talk to about like right. off? And like kind of how it all kind of unfolds. So that's what everybody says. Whether it's like a housewives, the blow deck, it's like good or bad. You're part of this like family now. And no one knows unless those very small amount of people that you did it, like that have done it or that you did it with. So weird bond. Right. Right. No one is on the do not call list. I think, uh, you know, I think uh, I've spoken to everyone. So it's nice. And Jess, even right when the season was airing, I reached out to her. I was like, how are you doing? Are you okay? Sorry, things went the way they did. Pressure gets to all of us. But like, regardless of, I hope you're okay and well and happy. So and how was it-, it like looking back? Because I wish for me again. So like you just said, you know, Frazier from the get-go, like that's my, that's my guy. I can trust yeah. him, his work ethic everything right then I was actually shocked that he was getting so close with Raina after you guys had kind of had your beef yeah so when you're watching that back you know and it's funny because housewives I've talked to always said there's three parts to it right Mm -hmm. the filming the watching it back Mm -hmm. and the reunion like Mm -hmm. there's three parts to a reality show Right. So it's like you film and you don't know all the stuff is going on that you don't see. Right. And then it's the watching back. Right. So was that tough for you? Because you're like, that's my guy, but he's kind of cool with the one that I have an issue with. Like, how was that for you? Watching it back. Right. I mean, that wasn't really a problem. Look, everyone has their friends on a boat. And I think when you're dealing with your chief stew, like you're not only going to be that 
person's friend. You need someone to vent to as well. So, I mean, I didn't really care who he was friends with. And I think when it came down to it, he did kind of defend me every single time. He was like, well, I think she's just trying her best, you know, right. That's just who she is. And I think I would have been offended if he was like, you're right. She is a bitch, you know, right. but he, he always stood his ground and played neutral, right? He really was like, you guys have your beef, but I have my friendship with each of you. So let's just let that be that. And I, I can kind of respect him for taking that route. Right. I cannot, I still cannot believe it was like almost a year ago that you guys started doing this and then you are finally watching it. So what was harder or what has been harder filming like your first time doing the show cameras in your face, new crew, the madness of what it is. Yeah. Or like the watching back and it is actually airing and playing. I would have to say the watching back is harder. Yeah. And you're working charter hours where you're exhausted and your feet hurt. I would do like four more of those than watching it back because, you know, there's people say things you never knew, right? People are catty and you didn't know what they were saying in their interview takes. So it's like, I think sitting there and watching it back and you're like, hold up, bitch. I would have said something completely different to you if you, if I would have known you were saying that. Right. But, um, that's why that was harder. So what were you hoping to see all the things you didn't see going on? Right. What was this most shocking thing that you watching back? You're like, what? Um, I would have to say just like the hardest part was like watching back and see all the talking under his breath and like thoughts that he could do it better. And, you know, since filming, as he, we all learned in the reunion, he's just recently become a chief Sioux on his first boat. So, and he called me immediately and was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, you're so right. It's like a bigger picture, right? It wasn't that I was like taking him to cabins and doing this and doing service, but it's like, that's your job as the second stew. You are my right-hand man wherever I roam. And that is right. every stew on every boat that I have. That's every yacht crew of a boat, period. Like you have to be flexible and fluid. It is not just housekeeping and I'm alone to service. Like number one priority. And I live by this guests always come first. Right. I don't care what you're doing in the bathroom. If I need your help serving this meal, you're going to come and help me serve this real quick. And you're going to go back to your bathroom because it's wherever the guests are. That's where we are. That's where the money comes out. And, uh, the hardest part was like watching back and hearing him be like, get your shit together, Heather. I'm like, okay. Okay. Really? Are we going right. to be well, especially like you said, like, that's my dude, right? It's one thing if it's like someone that you weren't cool with or whatever, but like when that's like, that's my, that's my guy. Right. I mean, you know, that ended up flying to Miami once we finished filming and he and I and Jake and Rachel actually all spent a couple days together at the four seasons and lived our best bougie lives and went luxury item shopping. And we just like drank all day for like, honestly, a week straight and I think the first or the second night we were all together, he like got a little tipsy and was like, I'm so sorry. You know, the first few episodes aren't going to be so beautiful. And I just wanted to apologize about it. And I was like, I remember sitting there in Miami, like, 
oh God, what did you say? Tell me now. And he was like, I just, he's like, I don't know what's really going to happen, but you know, I just want you to remember we weren't really gelling yet. And I was like, okay, but like, really though? Like, what did you do? Yeah. And he was just like, we'll wait and see, but just don't forget that you love me. And he would call me every week, like the episode was airing and he'd be like, pumpkin, please don't forget that we love each other. Right. (laughs) Right. And I was like, uh, huh. Yeah, we love each other. This is so he knew. Of- he knew the interviews. But in the interviews, too, are they trying to be like, say something, say something? You know, they'll, they don't do that, but they poke around it, right? Like, they'll yeah. dance around it. They'll be like, so, Jess fucked up again. How do you really feel? Like, doesn't that irritate you with what Jess did? And you're kind of trained to answer. You're like, yeah, so Jess knows that that will irritate you. We kind of all know how to re-answer what they're asking. Right. And also when we get to go and do the interviews, it's like right after we've dropped off a charter, it's like, it's the hangover day. So you'll do anything to sit back and drink another beer and be in those interviews for hours. Cause it's almost like a break. Right. And we all kind of get a little tipsy in those interviews because it's like, they have all the booze in the world for you to drink there. So you're like, you kind of, of sit back, you kind of take the edge off. And yeah, I think people, we just get comfortable with the producers and you don't. Would you really do it again? I mean, everything that went down, like all the shit that's going on, every, I mean, look, at it's still coming out. I'm sitting down and I see these right. freaking crazy rage. Like, I mean, look at Courtney, I forget her last name from like season something. Skipping, Skipper. Yeah. Yeah. At her, she like was posting things of people like messaging her about Brian still. I think that was like five years ago. Yeah. And I have on. a feeling this is just gonna like keep going on and on and on. So where are you now with it? Are you like, God, I hate this show? Are you like, I'm so happy I did it? Like, where are you? Like it's so I feel like it could be so raw for you too, because you just did the reunion. So it's almost yeah. like I'm reliving everything yeah. that happened nine months ago. Yeah, it still feels like a whiplash at the moment. You know, I teeter back and forth between this, like I had the time of my life and I really did. I truly had the time of my life dancing around these cameras and like when Fraser and I were in our groove and we would just kind of like make these jokes and now we're going out and we're getting ready together. Like, let's like put all the bullshit to rest. Let's pretend like none of that ever happened had the time of my life. I really did. I enjoyed myself so much. It was such a blast. I really did enjoy it. Uh, Loved the little family we were building, you know, regardless of all the drama, I truly loved it. And then, you know, to sit back and just like watch all the craziness happen over the last few months and only focus on the craziness. Right. That's where the whiplash comes in because it's like, this holds such a dear place in my heart and a big accomplishment, honestly. And I don't really think I've celebrated it as much because there has been so much pain that, um, you know, it's hard to say it's a whiplash. I would love, love, love. And I'm so excited to see what the future holds, but, um, I don't hate the show. You know, I loved my experience in certain departments of it all. And I hated it in others. So, you know, who's to know where I'll be and what I'll be doing when the phone rings and who's to know if the phone will ever ring. But at the end of the day, I like to say that only time will tell. So you would come back to do this, the madness, knowing how it is. I mean, it's only six weeks. You can do anything in six weeks. Totally. I mean, it's like nothing at that point. I mean, 
but I love just I love a good reason to get dressed up love a good reason to get dressed up love to work like a quick six weeks so that I don't have to work for 12 right totally <laughs> so you're off right now like you're taking are you taking a break right now like what are you doing no I'm still working Char I'm doing my thing I am always busy I can't really say what's in store, but you know, just like I'm always busy. I'm always running around. There's always boats to work on. There's no official break um, yet, but I'm starting to feel old. I think I do need a break soon. <laughs> what are you, 30? <laughs> 26. Dude, are you I know, me? but I, I like, I can't, I never stop running. I can't remember 20, the 20, I don't even remember 26. I, I don't even know. I could not tell you what I did 15 years ago. I could yeah. not even, oh my God, you're 26. Oh my God. You could like be my kid at this point. I mean, <laughs> Stop it. Is it like, are you, were you walking away from the reunion? How did you feel? We were like, I'm glad it went well. It didn't go well. I wish this would have happened. I wish this would have happened. What were you thinking going into it and then how you ended it? you know, walking away from it all, it was like a thousand pounds were lifted from our shoulders. Like it just felt good to kind of like put a bow tie and now it's officially done, right? right? Like season nine is officially done. There's no more guessing games. There's no more questions of how this will land. Like we have tied it up and we can now walk away from this season and move forward. So I know. So she's saying like, I know that you're not racist. I know it was just like a one-off, like dumb, you know, whatever. And then you see this now, however long, are you just like, I don't get it. Like why you're calling all of us racist now? Like everyone's a racist and like, you know, I mean, people should go to hell. It's just a lot. It's tough. It is a lot. But like I said, people just deal with things in different ways. Did you ever even reach out and be like, what's going on? How are you? Are you just like, I'm done. Like I I said my piece. (laughs) I mean, if she didn't reach out, she didn't answer to my reach out months ago. I I doubt she'd answer now. And But you feel like better. The hardest part that was watching it back. The hardest part for me was definitely watching it back. Yeah. And I do feel, I just feel better because I've seen it all now. The hardest part I'd say was like, what more don't I know? What more of a guessing game is this going to be? So, you know, it's the hardest part was watching it. And now the best part is like, there's no more guessing to do. So, oh my God, maybe I can actually get a night of sleep for once in the last year. Like it's just been roller coaster. Have have social media been like assholes? Like has that been? Yes and no. Yes and no. I think I don't pay too close attention to the direct messages. I really don't filter through all of that. But um, social media, honestly, I just have my boundaries with it. Like everything in life, as long as you have boundaries, it'll be okay. So I've got a time limit for myself. I don't look into like, please tell me what you think of me. I need to know. It's like, I got to deal with the woman in the mirror before I deal with the whole world and their opinions of it all. So right. Especially when half of them are like sitting in a little room and they're like, I just want to just sit there and be a dick to everybody because the fun, the fun side of social media is like posting. I love posting like all of like the backgrounds of our crew night out and like what we were doing at the hotel. Those things are fun to me though, because it's like, I love to give people this other side look and. I think I went Instagram live with Kaylee one day and I was like, I wanted people to see who she truly was, right? Like right. 
everyone loves to follow us all and see like, what do you really like that's not edited? Right. right. So it, it's hard when people do take a stance on news articles and are saying like, I was portrayed terrible. I was this, this, this. You can't ever say you were portrayed a certain way. Like right. if we have footage of people acting a certain way, if you, like personally, I can't sit here and be like, I am not a bitch. I'm not a right. bitch. I'm not a bitch. It's like, well, if you have footage of me, that's pretty bitchy. Like, you know, I was bitchy at right. one point. That's just, you have to swallow that own pill. Like you have the footage. We can't make up footage and tweak it in any way to make someone out to be something that they're not like, you know. What was the craziest thing though? Like doing it crazy, like maybe that we didn't even see. Like we saw obviously the hookups between freak. I mean, Jake was hooking up with everybody, but like, you know, we saw the hookups, we saw this, like, what was something like crazy that you're like, holy shit, this just happened. So we had a charter where I couldn't tell you, I could tell you which one it was. We had a charter in the middle of the season where on drop-off day, the guests' toilets stopped working. And we were out at anchor and the only toilets that worked were the master and Rachel and I's bathroom. So none of the other crew members toilets worked. None of the other guest toilets worked. And it was like this thing. They woke up that day and they were leaving the boat and the guests were kind of irritated. And especially the person staying in the master, because they're like, what do you mean? All my friends have to take their morning crap poo -poo in my bathroom right and it was like this well don't worry you're gonna be off the boat in three hours and we the engineer had said we can't do anything we need to back up the system so we're gonna do that when we're back at the dock and when you guys aren't on the boat so I remember we were all like oh what does that mean though and so we dropped the guests off and the first thing Captain Lee says is like okay all crew come to the crew mess and he was like each one of you are going to go stand at a bathroom and we're going to back up the system to figure out which toilets clogged. So this is going to come shooting out of whatever toilet is clogged. So pick your bathrooms wisely. And I remember we were all like, Oh my God, this is the worst thing you could ever do to us. So we're like, you know, pick a partner is what they said, you know, pick a partner team up. Like, I'm going with the engineer because wherever the engineer goes, I know he doesn't want to get shit all over himself either. So he's going to go to the safest bathroom. That's not going to blow up. So like, you know, he calls over the radio. They're like three, two, one. And I'm like fully expecting, you know, this thing to like skyrocket. And I think one of the funniest things was just like all of us that day, everyone was absolutely terrified. We were like, excuse me, we have to do what? You want us to do what? And ever like production was loving this. They were like, oh, this is going to be great. They were really hoping for- How did they not show that? I don't know. That just like didn't make it because it wasn't really a hurrah moment, right? It wasn't- It was totally ghastly. Oh my gosh. That is, that's insane. But were you- That was pretty funny. That was one and that was the moment for me that was like, hysterical very hysterical we were all like just disoriented after that we were like sorry you want us to do what now um and then I'd say another thing for me that was really crazy was just working around all these camera crew and not being able to talk to them yeah. you can't speak a single word to these people they call it the fourth wall you know they're not there you don't hear them and because we were in very strict COVID times 
each one of them had to wear a mask for their eight hour shifts. So one of the weirdest things for me was like, you know, the first few weeks you'd start, you learn what we call this dance, right? Like I got a fucking job to do and like, do not get in my way, especially when I have a tray and you know, they're always running up and down the stairs after me. They're like chasing me. And I would kind of like have a little fun and like run really fast so that they couldn't keep up. And I would like start to play games with them. Uh, there's like a couple of these guys they're holding like these 60 huge press. I would go up behind them and I would like make this like deep monster voice. I would just go like <sighs> in their ear and they kind of like jump a little and like, who the fuck is that? Right. And like freak out. I just like loved picking on them in a very like respectful way. Like right. they would kind of giggle. No one would say anything. It was like, oh, I can't speak to you, but that doesn't mean I can't fuck with you. This kind of the last day when we wrap filming and they all took off their masks and they're like, hi. And you're like, oh my God, that's what you look like. You have a beard. Like you have no idea who these people are. And you know, you're like, oh, I'm from Hawaii. They're like, Heather, we know. We've been <laughs> six weeks now. We know everything about you. We know when you go to the bathroom. We know when you wake up. We know everything, right? But they were really cool and like learning to dance around these people and just kind of like pick fun. And that's like really what was going on is like Rachel and I would just like pick fun at each other the entire season. It was like just this fun, playful, like spunky attitude that I wish they could have showed more on everyone. Yeah. Fraser, everyone, everyone just kind of had their own. It really was. We didn't see all this other stuff going on that we were kind of just like living our bubbly lives. And that's why we were singing and we were having a good time was because we were actually having a good time when, you know, things weren't going down. So that was a fun part to me. Who were you closest with other than, who was your your second go-to after Fraser? I would have to say like Rachel was Rachel and I were a lot closer than Fraser and I, cause I had to keep like, you know, a, a mentor second stew relationship there that I loved Fraser and I definitely hold him dear to my heart, but like Rachel and I cabin mates, I love her. I hold mm-hmm. her so close. She is great. Mutual respect of, you know, we're here to do a job. We're here to kick ass. Like there's no ego involved. Like, how can I help you? How can you, you know, and there's a point where like, you can tell they almost didn't want that. They wanted the beef with Rachel again. They wanted to like try and make sure that we would just like. Of course. What What's good TV if you're like friendly? Totally. Right? Well, especially coming off last when she had beef, right? And then they right. come in and they try to make it. I don't know if I was talking to Eddie or saw something, but like he was like, Rachel and I were actually fine. Right. But they were making it seem Right. The first few episodes that we were actually beef, like when Rachel was like, get the fuck out of my kitchen. He was like, she didn't even say that to me. She said it right. in, and they put it right. So he right. was like, that was tough because we came into this actually cool, but they were right. trying to make right the, the beef. Right. I almost like, it's, it's like such a train wreck. Have you ever like gone back and watched season one recently? Like or even two or three of OG below deck. I mean, it, it's like, I was like, talking about it's so lawless. They had like, no, they didn't know what they were doing back then. Right. right? Like no idea. And it's almost like, I loved that spark of it. Right. Like, they didn't try so hard. And I'm not saying they're trying hard at all, but like, there's something so like special and quirky about like the first 
I only watch through Peacock. I only have Peacock. This is right. not enough. But um, they have like a below deck channel on Peacock. So they're always playing something at some point. And, you know, I think a week ago I'd turned it on and it was like season one. And I'd forgotten that Eddie was on and he's such a baby. And I just remember watching this and I was like, these people are crazy. Insane. So lawless. You guys are like just kind of winging it. You know, this guy's like jumping off the boat and going on a catamaran. Like, <laughs> that's what happens these days. CJ, I asked that. I was like, how do you do that? And they're like, no, he had, they had to rein them back. But I was like, you, you gotta like clear them out of the vessel. He needs to sign paperwork to make sure that like, they're no longer reliable. Like, totally. it's do you think that you and Raina would have actually like been cool? Had this not happened? She you just know, seemed like tough. Like she was not. I, I don't think we would have had that not happened. She still had a beef with me. Like the whole few charters prior to that, you know, she was cabin mates with Jess and kind of got the backside scoop of like, Heather's so tough on me, you right. know, I'm not pulling my weight. And, you know, she did what every roommate's going to do. And it's like, you are fabulous. You're killing it. Like, fuck that girl. Right. And she kind of just like actually started to like build this grudge because she just thought I was treating Jess a certain way, but like, <laughs> look, I'm not here to be a kindergarten teacher and I'm right. not here to be your best friend. Like there's a job to get done. And when I'm doing my job and your job, I'm going to get really short because there's just like only so much love. Love, yeah. right. There's right. only so much you can try to do for someone before it's like, all right, like let's get to move in here. Right. I but know. I think that, you know, no, she kind of had it a bad taste in her mouth about me just because she was so close with Jess. So, you know, it was right. a little tough. I just like, I'm, you know, I, I just thought like, listen, we all fuck up. Right. And yeah. I just think like you, me personally, as yeah. a viewer, like, I think you handled it so awesome. And like, I can't imagine how difficult it was for you. Like in the moment afterwards, watching it back, that's why I was just like, dude, this will be like, I just am excited to talk with you because it like, I have a four-year-old and a three-year-old and I'm right. always like, you're going to make mistakes, but right. you say, sorry. Right. And you move on, you learn, don't do it again. And you move on. So I just feel like whatever age we are, like a three-year-old or a 30-year-old. And I just feel like, like you and Eddie, especially like you, it just wasn't like, we're not moving on. We're not moving on. And I just, like, I appreciated you trying. I appreciated Eddie trying. And I can't even imagine how difficult. And I wish, like you said, like more of those cool, fun things would have been shown. Right. Instead of one shitty thing, right. like a five second thing. Right. But like, right. I just think you handled it awesome. Thank and you. I think you were cool. I mean, you're coming in after Kate, essentially. I mean, I know there was someone else between, but like, Lee's main chick was always Kate, right? right? So it's like, I always feel like anyone coming in after that, it's going to be tough because in a way you're always kind of living up to that. Oh yeah. So, you know, I just feel like, you know, I think you're awesome. And it was awesome watching you. And I was, like I said, a hundred times, like, I'm just so excited to talk and you know, just I'm so grateful we could chat about it all. And I mean, there's always more tea to spill. I'm excited to see your and James's uh fun little podcast recaps of sailing yacht. Oh yeah, he so is cute. 
I was like, dude, you gotta, he was like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, do it, do a podcast. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. I, yeah. I helped him with the name. I was like, what do you have to lose? Some right. time. Like, right. I feel like we're the same. Like you just right. do it. Like, fuck it. Right. You say yes. You're yeah. a yes person. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's like worst case what happens, right? Like, yeah. and you keep on moving. So yeah. that first charter that they show with the guests, um, Oh my God. The first charter we did, they asked for three theme parties in one day. They asked for a cocktail that they wouldn't give us the recipe to. So we didn't have all the ingredients. It needed lemon sorbet and we had no sorbet. We're in the middle of the ocean and I only have like 30 lemons. And it was like all this chaos in the first. And they just kind of like, you know, it's so crazy to watch. Like you just get thrown into it. You don't know what you're doing. Right. Kind of like what's gonna make it, what's not gonna make it, what's actually gonna air. I but everything needs to be perfect. You go do this, you go do you're just trying to like swim. Right. You're just swim. There's no like having a plan and getting your shit together because shit is everywhere. And, and you right. just need to like keep moving, keep moving, don't stop, don't sit, don't look down. But you know, that's half the fun. It's like learning the swim. I think that's why I when I look back and I ask myself, why did I do below deck? why did I put myself up for this? It's because when you become a chief stew, there's not many other courses for you to take. There's not many other different types of trainings I can go and do. I've like maxed out so much so that I looked at doing an engineering course and that I have my full medical license as much as a captain does on a yacht. Like I've taken all the courses that I possibly can that when I got the offer to be the chief stew, I was like, this is going to be the best chief stew school there is. It's sink or swim. Right. And to me, it was like, am I going to sink or am I going to swim? Because there's no better way to do this than with a thousand cameras on you and the pressure of like the craziest guests in the world. So to me, I, like I said, I don't really think I celebrated it, but like, hmm. there you go, baby. Here's making it out of that. And like, I, I almost drowned it a couple times, but I definitely survived. I definitely swam. Listen, so, you, you know, I mean, what you went through, honestly, like that's insane. And like I said, the fact that like this bullshit is still going on, like, yeah. why am I sitting down a minute before I'm talking to you? And I see yeah. like, everyone should go to hell. And like, yeah. Let's yeah. Just, like you said, sometimes silence right. is just the way to go. And yeah. I feel like but you know what? You've been through the worst. None of this. Right. What is it? It doesn't affect you anymore. Right. right? Like you're like, I'm done a bow tie on it. So you right. can keep saying we're going to say, but yeah. I've been through the worst. And now yeah. it's like mentally for my own self, I have to move. I have to keep moving forward. I have to keep moving forward. There are beds to be made. There are toilets <laughs> to be clean and cocktails to be made. I cannot keep reliving the last year of my life or I'm going to waste another year. I really am. And I can't waste another year. I have to, 26 is almost gone, ladies and gentlemen. I'm drying up soon. I got to keep moving. You drying gotta, up, dude. You are. got to keep moving. Have you met a lot? Like, who's your favorite one? Who's your, like, one of your favorite below decks that you've met? Not on your season. I really loved getting to know Kate. You know, that really helped me, like, kind of relax a little. It was like, she was like, being a Chief Sioux is not easy. Being a Chief Sioux on a TV show is not even, like, harder. You know, it's even harder. But I'd say getting to meet Kate and having her, like, guidance and fun was, like, yeah, it was refreshing. She's really awesome. And I love 
Alex Radcliffe and Anastasia are some of my best friends. I have a group chat with them. I love them to pieces. Oh, I love that. Anastasia was on mine. I need to get Alex on. He seems so dope. Incredible. And Alex is amazing. They're such great friends of mine. So it's just like, it's a cool extended family. It really is. Well, listen, we got to, we got to do like a round two. I'm so glad that we just were like, let's fucking make it work. I love it. It's awesome. Thanks girl. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Sidepiece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Sidepiece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E-S-H-O-W. At Sidepiece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.